Welcome to the First Lutheran Church podcast, produced by First Lutheran Church in Janesville, Wisconsin. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America who are seeking to embrace love's adventure together. In this podcast series, we explore some of the contours of that adventure through conversations with friends and members of the community who are on the journey with us. We're glad you joined us. Hey, I want to welcome you today to the First Lutheran Church podcast. We're in the middle of our Lenten series, Believers Who Dared. And today we have Save Families for Children staff member and FLC member, Kate Swanson. Hello. Yeah, welcome to... Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much for coming on today. So uh, we're just going to hop into it, Kate. Uh, So I'm going to ask you, I mean, eventually we're going to talk about Believers Who Dared, but first I'm going to ask you, what is your worst habit? Oh, boy. My worst habit? Yes. Now, some would say that my worst habit is my caffeine intake. I think that's a fabulous habit. So I would say my worst habit is spending money on things I do not need all the time. Oh, yeah? What's your um, latest useless purchase? My latest useless purchase? I did buy an exfoliating glove on Amazon that's supposed to... Exfoliate your skin. Are but you exfoliated here? Let me. I see. don't have it yet. Oh, you don't have it. No, yet. I right. just purchased it last. I'm sorry for night. touching you. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So hey, all right. Um, we're gonna keep going with Kate here. Ever been in trouble with the principal? Because you're a chatter, and I could see this happening. For I you. am a chatter, but no, I never. I was. I was a good. Never principal level in trouble for chatting. Okay. Teacher level, absolutely. Sit in the hallway level, absolutely. Sit in the hallway. I did get sent to the hallway quite a few times in my life. Uh, oh, I did get in trouble with the principal once in high school. Ooh. I just lied on my church podcast. Kate. I did get in trouble with the principal once in high school um, because we got a new rule at Milton High School where we were in a lot of backpacks. And I started this brigade that girls should be allowed to carry purses because what if they had feminine hygiene items and they didn't want to just carry them around? And then I got in trouble and I did make a headband out of tampons. Oh, this is civil disobedience. Yeah, this is like, I actually probably shouldn't tell the story, but it's funny. I did make a headband out of tampons and then girls were allowed to carry purses. Well, you you accomplished your goal. What an advocate you are, and you're still an advocate today. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Uh, favorite childhood toy? Um, a stuffed bear named Midnight that my grandparents made me at Build a Bear Workshop, who I still, at 25 years old, sleep with every night. Midnight, huh? Midnight. midnight. He has a little pumpkin on his foot, and I think he has feelings. Uh, speaking of midnight, you shared a story about getting up for church the other yesterday. It was yes, yes, I did. I woke up at probably around 2.30 and I got ready for the day, got in my car, put up the garage door and thought, it's kind of dark. Shouldn't it be light outside? I'm like, whatever, I'm going to go to church. And I look at my phone and it was 3.15 in the morning. So we have an early service, but it starts at eight. So what does one do when they're ready for church at 3.15? Say some choice words and go back to bed. Go back to bed. Go back people. to bed. <laughs> oh, Kate, you it were was tough. You were really prepared <laughs> for your time with Jesus. That and then day. I missed church because I went back to bed till eleven. Oh, boo, Kate. So hey, um, I know I know you from Safe Families for Children, and uh, that has been a passion of yours. Can you share a little bit about what Safe Families for Children does? 
Yes. So I'm the director of Safe Families for Children in Southern Wisconsin. So across Rock and Walworth counties. But Safe Families is an international movement focused on keeping children safe and families together. So we are a family preservation movement. So we work to surround families that are facing social isolation um, with caring and compassionate communities of support so they don't face their different life circumstances alone. Oh, wow. Okay. So you went from that uh, backpack little you know, <laughs> anarchy situation to advocating for families yes. to stay together. And, um, you know, First Lutheran is part of that movement. How is First Lutheran involved or how can people from First Lutheran get involved with that vision and that worthy goal? Yeah. So Safe Families works with the local church to create what we call circle of support. And um, members of the churches can be part of a circle of support in our different volunteer roles. Uh, So we have different volunteer roles ranging from host families where you're actually taking children into your home for a short period of time to family friends, which is just someone that's going to walk alongside you um, and be a friend in your life to family coaches, which is kind of like a mentor role. Um, Someone's going to help you reach your goals. And so we partner with the local church to recruit those volunteers. And so by becoming a partner church, you're essentially adopting safe families as a mission and a ministry within your church. So there's ways to um, highlight our mission during services, um, host trainings for us, host coffee and conversations for volunteers. Um, First Lutheran hosts the Chili Cook-Off fundraiser for us, which has been really incredible. Delicious and incredible. Um, Uh, Churches that partner with us also have an opportunity to financially support our mission, but that's not something that we require of our church partners. What we're really looking for when a church partners with us is that they're willing to give us access to their community so that we can work together to support families. I know it's been, you know, Eric and I have been part of this experience and uh, we have felt the support of the community as we have volunteered for uh, Safe Families for Children. So uh, our congregation is you know, has some, they are appreciating and part of that mission. Yeah. And I'm really proud of First Lutheran for that. Um, I am too. It's been, it's been really incredible to see. And, you know, um, I joined First Lutheran. A big part of that was because of the involvement with Safe Families and how the entire congregation has just taken this on. And even if people aren't officially volunteering, I know they're supporting the volunteers in the church who are. Um, and I know people are praying for us here Mm-hmm. Um, attending the chili cook-off fundraiser, helping when we've had um, events here, like our family reunion. We have had people from first step up and support us in those things. So I know even if you're not coming on board as a family friend or a host family, there's ways to support the mission. And people have done that really well here. Ah, praise the Lord. <laughs> I, it's, been in, it's been fun to watch mm-hmm. and a blessing to watch. And thank you for your part in that. So let's get to the 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 other part of what we want to talk about today. You know, we've been talking about in Lent, believers who dared. So we've looked at like John Wesley and uh, Harriet Tubman and some of these people who have been called to do these things uh, that were difficult and they did them, but that didn't stop in with history. I mean, that lives on today. And so I I want to ask you, Kate, about uh, if you would tell about a situation that stretched your faith, Mm -hmm. where God called you and you dared to listen. So I think to understand how big working for Safe Families is for me, 
Uh, it's important that I say that I did not start my journey um, into Christianity or a relationship with God till much later in my life than most people do. Until I was about 18 years old, I would have said I was an atheist. Um, I think around 17, 18, I started to wonder uh, if there was more than just what I see every day, if there was something beyond me. Um, but before that, I did not think I believed in God. And I went to college in Mississippi and I was away from everyone I know and everyone I love. And I was, it was the worst. Um, I had a really hard time being away. Um, and I was really, really upset all the time. And my now fiance, who was my boyfriend at the time was like, you know, what I have that makes me not feel like that is my faith. And he said, and I think that might help you. And I was like, oh, uh. and he buys me this Bible. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? So he buys me this Bible. We start doing a Bible study. I think it was like on Psalms 14. Like it was super random, just like a quick Bible study. And I was like, maybe this is what I need. Maybe I need something more than just me. And so then I transferred to Whitewater and my roommate was like, hey, do you want to come to church with me? And I was like, no. She was like, please, I've never been to this church. I don't want to go by myself. You are not shy like I am. Like you would just go by yourself, but I can't do that. And I was like, fine. And I went with her and I just like felt so overwhelmed with like, this is exactly where I needed to be today. Like everything in the message was just like hitting me, hitting me, hitting me. Um, and so I, that day decided that I was gonna believe in God and trust in God and believe that Jesus died for me. And it just like hit me so hard. And so I started this like journey of how do I become a Christian at 18 years old when I know nothing about Christianity. Ah. And so it was very interesting. I got baptized in 2018, um, definitely changed my life for the better. And then after I graduated college, my whole goal was to go to law school. I wanted to be an attorney. I wanted to work. Um, I wanted to be a guardian ad litem for kids going through the foster care system and be an advocate for children. So I've always wanted to do work with kids and families in the community. Um, and then COVID hits and I started working as a paralegal for a company in California that did government contracting law. And it was terrible. Oh. And I was like, I cannot be an attorney if I hate being a paralegal so much. It's an amazing field and I think there are a lot of amazing people in it, but I am not, it was not for me. And so I was like, I don't want to go to law school. So luckily my parents, I'm very blessed. They're very supportive. And they said, you know, you're living at home. You don't have a lot of expenses. Take this time to figure it out. They said, it's okay if you don't continue with this position as a paralegal. And it was a temporary contracted position. They did offer me full time. They wanted me to move to California and go to law school and like do the whole thing. Ooh, opportunity. Yes. And I said, no, thank you. Um, after I prayed on it, talked with my family, I was just like, you know what? I feel like God has something else for me. I didn't know what that was. Um, and then I applied for 80 jobs all in the legal field. 80. 80. Um, I had a lot of interviews. Um, a lot of people said, you know, you could do this, but you just don't have enough experience. And one law firm, I literally begged the attorney. I said, please, six months, don't pay me. Let me do this for six months. And if after six months, you're like, you can't do this fine. But after six months, then if I'm graded at, please hire me. And I was like, then I'd have the experience. You'd have someone working for free. I was begging and they were like, ah, ha ha ha. And I was like, no, I was serious. Um, and then a few weeks out into this, like I'm praying all the time, like God, show me, show me, show me, show me. That was my prayer. I just kept praying, please show me what's next. 
and then um, had some baby wipes that I needed to donate. And someone told me to take them to Safe Families. And I'd never heard of Safe Families. And I've been pretty involved in the Rock County community. Um, my whole life I've lived here for a long time. And I was like, what is this? So I take this box of baby wipes down and I get handed a brochure and a volunteer interest card. And I was like, well, I have nothing else going on right now. I don't have a job. Oh. And I'm an adult and I'm doing nothing. So I could be a family friend. I could do that. I could babysit some kids. I could hang out with some parents. Um, and then the next day, the job listing for an engagement coordinator in Rock County showed up on Facebook. I saw, I just saw it and I didn't follow safe families on social media, nothing. I just like saw this post. Ooh, spooky. And that was like my, my, I'm a big, like I'll pray for something. And then I'm like, oh, not like that. (laughs) And so I like try, I really try to take control of situations, but this one, when I got that, I was like, this is God saying, I'm showing you. And so I was like, I could chalk that up to chance or I could chalk it up to God and apply for this job that is to engage the local church, which for someone who didn't grow up in the church a ton, doesn't have a ton of experience with the church, was really scary. But I was like, I could do that. I can talk to anyone. Um And although it really scared me to think about talking to especially pastors about theology and how this mission of safe families fits in with what God has called us to do as Christians, I was terrified. But I said, you know, this is what God is showing me. And I just had to trust that it was going to be the right thing. And now I've worked with safe families for two years. So it's been a pretty good, good experience. Oh, Kate, (laughs) I love your prayer there. Show me, just show me. I'm so glad, too, when that came up on your Facebook feed that mm-hmm. you dared to listen. I mean, that's pretty incredible. But you were waiting. I mean, God had been preparing your heart for a long time. Yes, I definitely had. And it's been it's been really beautiful to see how God has softened my heart in this whole process. Um, I'm not really a person who loves to be vulnerable and be emotional. Um, but Safe Families has really shifted that for me. Um, and God has shown me that my heart being soft and being open is not something to be ashamed of. Um, and getting to do that with other people who have felt called to be emotional and open and vulnerable is something that's really incredible for me because I not only never saw myself working for a ministry, working alongside local churches, um, I never saw myself being a vulnerable, like open hearted person. I've always had a heart for others, of course, but not my own heart. I didn't want people to know what was going on with me. Um, And now I'm much more open to that. And so that's been a really big change. And I feel like every day since I started working with Safe Families, that show me prayer has just continued. And I'm just always asking God, show me what's next. Show me how I can be, um, beneficial to those who are serving with us, um, how I can support families, how I can support our community. And I, I love this community. I think that's like one of my biggest driving things along with loving families, loving children. I love Janesville and Beloit and the community. And as I was praying this show me prayer, I often was like, how do I give back to a community that's given me so much? And how do I help others feel the love and support that I've felt. Ah, Kate, thank you so much for sharing your 
your story of daring. And, and today I just uh, want to thank Kate Swanson from Safe Families for Children for being with us today. And I want to ask you today, those people who are listening, uh, what is uh, God showing you right now? Is there something in your heart as you pray that uh, God is showing you to do? And, uh, and uh, we're going to pray that you will be open to uh, listening to, that, uh, to the answer that you get. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Kate. Have a good day, all. Thank you for listening to this podcast. First Lutheran Church is learning to become genuinely inclusive, thoroughly engaged, externally focused, and relationally centered as we seek to live intentionally like Christ in the world. Embrace the adventure with us. You can find out more about us on our website at flcj.org. We welcome your questions and comments, which can be shared through our contact page. We're also active on Facebook and Instagram.